0: When you hear the names Edgar Allan Poe, Tina Fey, and Georgia O'Keefe, what words come to mind? Success? Wealth? Fame? These people also happen to be alumni of the University of Virginia. Even without name-dropping, it's easy to picture what UVA represents. A top-five public school renowned for attracting bright, high-achieving, and engaged students and shaping them into industry leaders. What is less acknowledged is UVA's rank as the sixth highest in the U.S. for having the most depressed student body. The challenges faced at UVA cut across all disciplines. My co-producers and I spoke with students from different pockets of the university, and they all emphasized the struggles they face, especially when it comes to thinking about their majors or future careers. The sciences and STEM in general at UVA is just very draining. It does bring you stress, like having to work on certain pieces that take... I mean like a certain piece some pieces of mine have taken like 48 hours and that's just
1: mm-hmm.
2: distributed over like a, like a on like a week mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. that's a lot of time
0: yeah. like nursing school itself is is difficult um because we're a very strict schedule compared to the other majors around in here at UVA this semester my co-producers and I have been looking into how different majors can affect our mental health and well-being to clarify We are not experts in anthropology or sociology or in a position of authority like a university administrator. We are just curious students. We wanted to chat with other undergrads to see if what we often hear and believe about certain majors matches the realities of those students. Welcome to UOK UVA, a student-produced podcast about mental health and wellness at the University of Virginia. I am your host, Norgolmameen and in this episode, my team and I explore the relationship between majors and mental health, perhaps debunking, or at least complicating, ideas about which majors are the most detrimental to students' well-being. Within UVA's rigorous academics, there is a student body that prides itself on its high academic standards and diverse interdisciplinary majors. We interviewed more than a dozen students from STEM, Arts and Humanities, and Commerce which are the areas of study we'll focus on in this episode. We had never fully considered how undergraduates perceive the different disciplines on grounds. For instance, which of your friends works the hardest, in your opinion? If you had to swap assignments with someone else for a week, who would you want it to be? At the same time, how much do we actually know about a major before we declare? What about majors that we consciously don't choose ourselves? We talked to students about their experiences to see if certain perceptions match reality. As a computer science major myself, I've always imagined the STEM disciplines to be filled with exhausted students, unable to devote time to anything other than their studies. However, asking others about their experiences quickly challenged my assumptions.
1: Feelings isn't something I would normally think about towards my major, but I'll uh, give it my best try. I would say, like, overall, I'm content with cognitive science. I think um, the word I would use is relief.
0: Jason is a fourth-year student at UVA studying cognitive science with a concentration in neuroscience on the pre-med track.
1: Eventually, I decided on cognitive science because I felt like it was the best major to ask the question of what a mind really is, and I liked that it took an interdisciplinary approach to, um, to
0: understanding that. Jason is one of the liveliest individuals I know. He's quick to crack a joke and loves hanging out with friends or playing games when he needs a break from his rigorous studies. But despite pursuing a major he's genuinely passionate about, Jason finds himself swamped with an overwhelming workload. Between school, research, extracurricular activities, and studying for the MCAT, an exam critical for medical school admission, he struggles to stay afloat in a never-ending sea of responsibilities, commitments, and homework. We asked him how he felt about his studies and his course load throughout his four years at UVA.
1: Um, I think, like, with the busyness of my schedule, with the rigorous course load of some of these pre-med classes, the ability to take classes that I want to take in a major that I'm passionate about makes it a lot easier for me to have a balanced schedule. So when I take things like organic chemistry, things like cell biology, I have, like, the fun classes that um, I'm interested that I want to take and that... um, that yeah, can help me pursue my career as well as, you know, have have a, you know, a college that I can remember that was uh, meaningful.
0: He goes on to talk about the need to impress and the pressure placed on people's shoulders because of the pre-med track. This notion stems from the unfortunate reality that academics at UVA are laced with competition, with students vying for a slight edge on an exam curve or battling for a spot at a top medical school.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stress that comes from the pre-med field, I would say. Number one is just the competitiveness of going into that field. You know, you have, um, you know, it could be 100 students applying to one school and then, you know, they only take five. So, yeah, there's a lot of pressure to do well, to maintain that GPA, to, you know, do well on that MCAT score, have the prerequisites that all those schools are looking for, while also, you know, demonstrating that you're that this is something you're serious about with uh, clinical experience, volunteering, um, EMT research, you know, getting a publication, uh, you name it. So yeah, just, you know, putting that on top of all the classes and, you know, all the busyness of a college student, it's, it's a lot of work. And I think, um, that can definitely, um, play a toll on people's mental health. I know, you know, people personally who have gone through those, you know, introductory weed out classes and and said, you know, Hey, maybe this isn't a field that I want to study anymore. And I respect that. I think, uh, you know, there's no sunk cost fallacy to switching careers if, you're not able to keep up and you find that it's not something you're passionate about, but um, quite frankly, you know, to be a physician to be in that pre-med field is going to be one where you have to be able to tolerate stress
0: The real challenge in STEM at UVA isn't just the coursework, but balancing it with extracurriculars, club commitments, research, socializing, and personal downtime. Which can ironically affect your gpa despite making you a well-rounded student when i think of students in the humanities i imagine a more flexible tailored lifestyle writing papers and utilizing art to engage with subject matter closely aligned with their personal interests i think of nuanced grade breakdowns and socratic seminars where students can succeed by best arguing their point or explaining the depth of a Shakespeare play. Joe Kratz, a fourth-year student, explained that the humanities at UVA come with invisible layers that contribute to a stressful and demanding academic path.
3: I, I've i always known that public service is what I wanted to do. I grew up outside of D.C. My mom was a teacher. My dad volunteered my whole life. My uh. Like, my whole family just growing up outside of D.C., public service was always something that just felt like the next step, the the idea that, like, if you can serve, you should.
0: Joe is one of many UVA students majoring in political philosophy, policy, and law, commonly referred to as PPL. However, his journey in coming to study at UVA is unique, shaped in part by his mental health. Initially, Joe planned on attending West Point for college as a way to fast-track a career in public service. He had even received a letter from West Point stating that they had a spot for him. Unfortunately, his college journey took an unexpected turn.
3: I got my recommendation from my senator. I got a letter from West Point saying that they had a spot for me. They were just waiting on like final pieces of paperwork, but that I was in, I was going to West Point. And then I got a medical disqualification because I had seen a therapist in high school. And so, because I had seen a therapist in high school and basically admitted to West Point that I had, you know, dealt with anxiety throughout my entire life, they were like, you can't come to West Point.
0: At the same time Joe was applying for college, the Trump-Ukraine hearings were happening and at the top was an American diplomat in Ukraine that had attended West Point. This was a figure Joe looked up to. But after his medical disqualification, he found himself frustrated and dealing with new levels of anxiety.
3: That it, I think that that was a moment of a lot of growth for me where I realized, because it was initially incredibly frustrating. I remember I got a call from like my contact at West Point and he was like, hey, like, I'm going to shoot straight with you. Like this is what happened. And I remember crying. I was at school, high school late working on the school newspaper. And I think it it took me a while to come to terms with that, like, basically that, like, in taking care of myself, I had missed out on an opportunity.
0: Joe brings a unique perspective as a UVA student, coming into the school with a keen understanding of how his mental health impacts his academics. I asked him how his academic work here affects his mental health and stress levels.
3: And this is, this is going to be a very therapized answer from someone who has gone to years of therapy, but I think that my anxiety which i think comes from other places latches on to my nerves or my stresses about academics and then i think in some ways academics accentuates my anxieties or offers me like a site for me to be anxious about something but i don't think that the academics themselves are the are the core underlying value there
0: joe credits his perspective to regularly attending therapy throughout high school and college Although politics is a stressful field, especially in a college setting where students often compete with each other for internships and leadership roles, Joe explains that his anxiety comes from himself as much as it does from others.
3: That when you deal in politics and policy, for one, you have to deal with a lot of really large, outspoken characters and personalities. And I think that that in a lot of ways sets up really clear Like people to compare yourself to which I think for many people myself included offers again another site to like be anxious about stuff it's you know x person got this you know very outspoken internship on the hill or this person is interning or doing this work they were recognized by so and so they're like and then I think especially when it comes down to it like if you run for a political position and I think that a lot of politics students at UVA tend to run for more student leadership positions than I think non, you know, sort of humanities students do.
0: While those studying humanities do have more flexibility in choosing their career paths, this doesn't necessarily lead to a decrease in stress. As we've seen from Joe's experience as a PPL major, Stress and anxiety within the humanities can come from grades and deadlines as much as it can from comparing yourself to more successful students. For our last interview, we dove into the McIntyre School of Commerce, referred to by its attendees as the Com School. UVA itself is already perceived as one of the best schools in Virginia, but with its own application process, a low acceptance rate, and specific student requirements, being a student in commerce brings its own set of challenges, largely influenced by the perceived prestige of the school. Students in the COM school often get a bad rep within our school's community. I'll admit I've held the belief that those in com can forget the world exists outside of their building. I've often thought that undergraduate business degrees are easier than the rest, and often those undergrads think too highly of the academic rigor they face. However, we learned about a new side of the comm school when we talked to Maddie McCollum, a fourth-year commerce student concentrating in marketing and management, about her decision to pursue commerce.
2: Well, I think I've always been drawn to creative fields, but I knew I needed to do it in a business setting to make it more strategic. So, I needed an area that blended both creativity and strategy, and marketing was just the perfect fit for me. Uh, But outside of that, management is good just for learning about people and how organizations function and how to make them more efficient.
0: Despite Maddie's take on her major remaining relatively positive, after talking to others in the comm school, we found that the perceived status and prestige can fuel an imposter syndrome. Whether conscious or unconscious, Students feel pressure to do certain things in order to belong. This feeling carries beyond academics, spreading into extracurriculars as well.
2: Well, when you're in the comm school, it's very like, everyone that you talk to is on the exec leadership of some prestigious club. It's it's crazy. I didn't even know that there were so many positions out there. Mm. And if you're not on one of those, you're running a startup or developing an app or volunteering. For applying, they're super, super important. Because, well, I tell everyone that I mentor for getting into the comm school, you have to be involved in one club that you're really passionate about. Whether it's consulting or finance, volunteering, whatever, you have to be involved in one to even have your application be looked at.
0: In this culture of constant comparison and a hyper-awareness of the impact your choices can have on your future, it's easy to let your decisions be guided by what you believe will impress your future bosses and supervisors. Sadly... Students often prioritize activities that seem impressive on paper, sacrificing their mental well-being and personal interests in the process.
2: Um, I think it's different because looking back on last year, I had to do this, this gen ed program, essentially, where you go through like all these crazy classes and it's all in one. It's super overwhelming. And there's an undercurrent of group projects and they kind of made it like a life or death situation which i thought was ridiculous because like why do you need to have this life or death mentality when it's just transacting commerce
0: what maddie's talking about is the ice program the comm school requires third year students to go through a rigorous program that as maddie put it seems much more intense than it needs to be this extreme perspective and overwhelming focus on the curriculum only intensifies the pressure to succeed and the fear of failure that feeds into students' anxieties.
2: Like, I'll start with the fact that COM has a very specific individual within the CAPS program that knows all of the acronyms in the COM school and only sees COM students. Would that raise a red flag in you? Like, yeah, probably. It's in the stall seat journal. They're like,
0: go see our CAPS counselor,
2: which is like, I think that's indicative of the culture.
0: As Maddie implies, the COM school fosters a culture of immense pressure that leads to anxiety and a decline in mental well-being. Whether it's triggered by academic pressure or social expectations, the perceived prestige and competitiveness of the school is something that takes a toll on mental health. Before speaking with Maddie, I had never realized just how difficult commerce could be, and was shocked at the stress experienced by so many in the school. My co-producers and I sat down to talk about this experience of interviewing our peers, and we reflected on how our conscious and unconscious perceptions have changed. What I was going to say for Jason's is that my perception before was like
2: really stressful, bunch of stuff to do. If you choose a major that you're passionate about, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like biology, then you can actually enjoy it. And then I guess another thing that I found interesting is like you're required to do all these like extracurriculars and like all these things. But then, ultimately, it helps you, like, become, like, a more well-rounded, like, person. I just thought that was interesting because within, like, amongst all the stressful things, like, you're still able, still able to, like, find a way to, like, manage that and, like,
0: <laughs> enjoy I guess. But Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I was more surprised with Jason, especially as someone who's in STEM. I was kind of a little surprised when he mentioned being able to, like, take breaks and like I feel like a a prominent thing with him at least was being able to like balance his extracurriculars and things like that, even though it was a struggle. I just always have this stereotype of like e school students being totally focused on work. I was most surprised with
2: the calm because we interviewed so many people and I did a lot of the calm interviews and that experience can just like really vary. Mm-hmm. Like some people and I think it varies a lot on like how you choose to approach it. That's I found true. that like People we interviewed that were really, really like bought into it were definitely a lot more stressed out and they were a lot more stressed out about perception than necessarily their coursework. But the people who we talked to who could sort of step back and be like, it's silly, were the people that were both doing well in like in their own perspective and also like were happy. So I think that that range was very surprising because I thought, I think we all kind of went into it thinking people in each of these disciplines are kind of one mindset, they're kind of all or nothing. But it's really about like the individual approach that sort of decides the the how they're gonna feel and how how it's gonna affect them mentally.
0: Yeah, I also wanted to kind of point out the emphasis of like the the stress put on comm students because of the sorry because of the reputation that UVA has. Um, at least me personally, I don't have many friends who are majoring in commerce. So most of my friends who are like majoring in business are from other schools. Mm-hmm. Um, So I was kind of surprised, like, listening through the COMM interviews of just how stressful it was, because I feel like, at least compared to the experiences of my friends, like, at different schools, they definitely do not have this level of stress, like, in their business schools um, Mm -hmm. that that COMM school students do.
3: Yeah, I think one interesting thing about COMM is that, like, they actually work with companies. Like, I know, like, this semester, a lot of the third and fourth years are going through, like their pitch ideas to companies that have like paid McIntyre a lot of money to like come up with a solution for them. And I think like that is a very unique experience. So students put a lot of like effort into that, like just kind of put out your best work for these companies that will actually use these like applications in real life. So like, I think that that just puts a little bit more pressure on you rather than just like a paper where it's like a number grade. Like these are actually going to affect like individual people with their, through their business.
0: This episode goes beyond class discussions. It delves into our personal experiences at UVA, how we manage stress, and the dynamics of our college community. Jason, Joe, and Maddie's experiences underline the varied effects of university life stress and the importance of support and balance. The key message? Empathy and understanding are crucial. Every major, from biology to studio art, brings unique challenges. Let's focus on supporting our passions and being there for others in their journey. This podcast was produced by Kate Newton, Greg Cho, Christina Liu, and Noor Golmeman as a part of a collaborative project for Professor Steph Sarasso's Writing with Sound class at UVA. A full list of audio and textual sources used in the production of this podcast can be found in the transcript. Thanks for listening.